0: Welcome to
1: Powered by, by magic, magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common,
0: or not so common questions.
1: Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana, and I'm Sylvia, and we are
0: coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a room and ride with us. Yay! <laughs> How's your week going? Pretty good. I'm back to a regular work schedule. I hung out with a friend yesterday. We I watched her play video games because I actually enjoy watching people play. And then went swimming with Tatiana earlier in the week. Yeah. Yeah. The river was not bad. Not bad at all. It was actually kind of warm, at least to me. Yeah. I was, this time I was chilled a little bit, but it warmed up for me. Yeah. And And we had, um, we had those chair things with the pool noodles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Converted a pool noodle into a chair.
0: Nothing like the dollar tree to
1: help you you know <laughs> set up for a season
0: hmm How about you? How's your week been? My week has been good. I
1: think I haven't been house sitting, so that's been good. Ooh, yeah, that's a nice break. We got our business cards in, yes, woohoo, yay, so yeah, we in our for our business, I can't talk for our business. We got our new business cards in. We're excited about that. And I went kayaking, oh, I don't know, again, I guess, because I think the last time I had gone three times, so I went again just, yeah. uh, the well, just yesterday, and it was fun and peaceful. It was beautiful out there, mm. and then there was a spider in my boat, and it became not so much fun and not so much peaceful, and I <laughs> rode back as quickly as I could. To discover yet another spider, which so I was really glad to get out of the boat, and yeah. it's really not making me happy. But I had fun while I could, and it was beautiful weather. Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to. Oh, and I should warn everybody I have my cat in here again. She is always in here, and she is being needy and looking for trouble, I think. <laughs> So just be forewarned, we might have extracurricular noises today. Mm -hmm. Here she comes. There she is. All right, shall we start with today's Mm -hmm. episode, Becoming a Witch?
0: All right. Well, how do you become a witch? One of the ways and one of the things that I've seen people become a witch from or by is being called by a deity or finding a deity and that requires you know sometimes if you're being called by the deity you'll have dreams visions you'll have synchronicities which is just you know weird things happening and it connecting to a particular deity it seems now you use your intuition and kind of your common sense as well with the synchronicities because. You know, if you live in an area with lots of crows, seeing a crow is not a big deal. Right. You just got to use, you know, a combination of common sense and intuition.
1: Yeah.
0: Finding a deity, you know, often you do lots of research, you leave offerings for whatever deity you feel particularly connected to, and you try and begin a relationship with that deity by talking to them and, you know, leaving the offerings and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, that's really cool ways to go about it for sure. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, for me, my experience was, first of all, I researched it. I didn't know it really much of anything, so I wasn't connected to gods or goddesses at the time. And for me, that was definitely where I ended up connecting was with Freya, I didn't want to use a direct name, so I changed the name to what suited me and what I felt was correct. And with that, I felt the connection with a story that went with it. So it was nice to start with research and then realize that there was past life connection and that sort of revealed itself over time. Mm -hmm. Also, just having it come to you. Maybe you already are, you already know gods and goddesses. Perhaps it's as simple as that, you don't have to research it. Now, another way to decide if that's the right one for you is actually doing sigil work, working with the name and seeing if it. you can break it down into something that looks like the energy of what feels right. Mm. And I did that with mine. I think it helped me to go, yeah, this does feel right. This, this brings out the energy of what I'm feeling. And it just sort of solidified. Mm -hmm. I think that is how the deity for me came in. And again, I added to it. Mine is Freya of the fairies because I connected very much with fairies. And Mm -hmm. I was revealed over time, a story around that. Mm -hmm. And To me, that story is past life information. Mm. Okay. Okay. So let's move on, I guess. Unless you have anything else to add to that? No, I have nothing to add to that. Okay. Well, moving on, there is, you know, going about becoming a witch is to have your research. Mm -hmm. And having the right resources is imperative, really. Yeah. There is so much out there and nowadays Mm. so much of it is online. I'm not as familiar with the online world. We do use online to do our research, so I'm becoming more aware of sites that are good. I left this more up to Sylvia because this is more her ballpark area. I'm still the old fashioned, I used books that's what was available at the time Mm -hmm. and so i know some authors that are quite good some names which i'll share here now scott cunningham is a tremendous influence in witchcraft Mm -hmm. today and how it came about the book that i actually learned that i was a witch for sure i mean i knew i was a witch but the fact that I could connect with other witches that other people thought the same way, that book is called The Truth About Witchcraft Today by Scott Cunningham. Also, there is Ravenwolf. She's very well known. She was also one of the starters in the New Movement. And the most famous book that I'm aware of, that at least the time that I was learning, was To Ride a Silver Broomstick, Starhawk. Hmm. Yep, it's a really great book. For beginners, it's fantastic. It outlines... Pretty much everything. Okay. Starhawk is not necessarily for beginners. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the next step, mm. but it is amazing to have that next step. And she does a yeah. lot of meditation work, just visualization. That's called the spiral dance. Mm-hmm. As I say, it's more advanced, but if you need that next step, then I highly recommend her. Then there is Conway, and I didn't get any titles off the top of my head. I didn't forgot to look for the titles actually, ah. But he, he, DJ Conway is his name, and he has books out there too that are worthy of looking at. Okay, so cool. these are the authors that I highly recommend for beginners because you can really count on their information to be mm-hmm. very helpful and accurate. Yeah, in what is now witchcraft in Wicca, you know, sense. Mhm. Witchcraft of course is a much, much broader area. But bringing it into Wicca and the you know, kind of what we have today, mm-hmm. these are the ones that I would recommend. What about you? What do you have?
0: The one I thought about was Buckland's complete book of witchcraft or the blue book of witchcraft as it is more popularly known as far as I I know. Yeah, I'd never heard of that, but that's that's so appropriate. Right, because it's a it's a big blue book. Mm-hmm. Then there's pathos.com, which is p-a-t-h-e-o-s.com, which is a very good resource, and it has a lot of stuff on it. Another one that we've used quite a bit is learnreligions.com, and it's just one word, learnreligions, and then com. And that one's really good. We use that for a lot of our research. Next section is your intuition.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important.
0: Yes. Uh, listening to it, working with it, uh, being aware of it. Uh, intuition, as far as I know or as far as I understand, is just having flashes of understanding and not having any real clear pathway from the information that you've gotten to coming up with the answer for you. I just said becoming more aware of intuition is part of becoming a witch. Also discernment, which is being able to tell between intuition and the rest of the voices or voice in your head, it comes with practice and time. Yeah, it really does. It's difficult and even with practice
1: and time. Yeah, it's it can, it's challenging. We and that's sort of why we have some other tools also. Yeah. That helped tap into that subconscious of ours to sort of bring out what we already know, but maybe we weren't able to decipher between the two.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like Tarot. Yeah. Exactly.
1: That's a really excellent one. How about you? Okay. It kind of is the same, along the same lines, it's following what feels right and feeling... I think we all have those experiences where we go to do something, and you're just like, oh, I don't uh, just, uh, you know, that pause,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you just, and then we second guess ourselves so often, mm-hmm. and don't listen to our intuition, and then we go, oh, oh, I knew this, and that's where we sit and remember that moment for the next moment, mm-hmm. and go, wait a second, I had that flash of. Mm, maybe this doesn't feel right. Feeling, I think is a lot of it. One step at a time is going to lead you to discovering what type of which you are. And that's through intuition. Follow it along, follow your passions. They often will coincide with your intuition. I don't know how to say it, I guess, but if you've got a passion, there's likely more connected to it than just, Oh, I love this. And you probably do more with that passion than you realize. Mm -hmm. And it helps you to discover more about yourself and then bring that in and know that you're following the intuition. I hope that made sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's making sense. It is. But for an example, you know, you might get pulled to a spiritual shop because you have this passion for all things pagan and you suddenly feel pulled to a spiritual shop and then you are in there and you see for me this is what happened for me is I there was a place called spiral circle in Orlando Florida I went into that shop didn't know anything saw some books that were cool that wasn't necessarily calling me at that moment Mm -hmm. there was beautiful music playing in incense and they had these pendulums Hmm. I was very curious about that so that was what I was drawn to that was what my intuition was saying oh okay maybe I should go over there I stood in front of them and they there's a whole process behind finding your pendulum I think we covered that somewhere mhm but basically we're going to get to that anyway so I sat with it there's some movement that goes on and but I think the important part of this was just being pulled to the pendulums and then I Picked a pendulum that was like my first tool mm-hmm. it really connected and i knew it was the right thing mm-hmm. pendulum work is also helpful in discovering your deity even i oh. that's what i was trying to remember earlier You can, I did this with my daughter's name, actually. I drew, I I did an outline of my hand, Mm -hmm. and I wrote the five different names that I was going to choose for my my daughter to name.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I let the pendulum swing its own direction, and whichever finger it went on, where the name was, was probably what the name was supposed to be. Oh. And it totally worked. My husband and I, you know, changed it and tweaked it a little bit, but basically that's how we came up with it. So you can do that with your deities as well, just mm-hmm. stepping back there for a second. If you're following your passions, you might be pulled more to say herbs. Intuitively, you might realize that, oh, it's not just a passion, but I feel this in me, mm-hmm. and there's more here. Mm -hmm. And I want to look more for it. So I don't know. Again,
0: not sure if this really speaks to intuition, but for me, it kind of does. I mean, there can, yeah, you know, follow your passions, your passions and your intuition often follow each other. And I mean, you can find yourself into, like you said, herbs or cooking or astrology. I mean, there's so many different paths to go down. It can be a little overwhelming, but if you follow your passions and your intuition, It'll bring you to where you need to be.
1: Yes, and that's where you can start to learn how to be a witch, mm-hmm. is wherever your passion and your intuition guides you. Thank you for saying that so clearly for me. <laughs> You're welcome. I was trying to bumble that out there, you know. Ugh. Anyway, how can I trust my intuition as a person who struggles from anxiety? This is a question you found, and it was excellent.
0: Yeah. One thing about you know, intuition. Intuition is calm and it's not mean and it's not afraid. It's going to be a very calm, very, I, I almost want to say stoic observation. Hmm. I'm not sure stoic is the right word, but it's definitely not like, you know, hyped up on energy often. Oh, that's funny. I, I find that it can be very exciting sometimes. That's,
1: okay. I mean but,
0: but. I can see I can see like for me an intuition might come through and I'd be excited by it, but the intuition itself for me is very calm and very level headed, I guess. Hmm. Might be the, the word I'm looking for. Hmm. Okay. But definitely keep in mind that intuition is not mean and it's not afraid. Yeah. What about you? Do you have anything on that? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I,
1: I don't know. I mean, I struggle from anxiety, but I believe the anxiety when it comes to being a witch usually is the skeptic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's probably where intuition comes into play, where I will be that skeptical person, but... If I can just calm myself enough, I can kind of feel. And again, it comes back to feeling, which for me is intuition, mm-hmm. just feeling what's right. When I find that place of right, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it's an energy feeling. To me, that's part of my intuition. It's ah. sort of, it centers me.
0: So I guess that's kind of my answer for anxiety. Ah, oh, okay, cool. Which, talking about energy, that brings us right into our next section, which is, da da da, da energy. <laughs> we also covered energy in Season 1, Episode 3, Energy work, Circle Casting, and the Moon. Mm-hmm. So if you want to refer back to that for some, you know, exercises and advice and that sort of thing, we'd be happy for you to do it. Feel free. It's, yeah, it goes more in-depth, really. Yeah. We're yeah. just
1: touching on some of this as a conversational Kind of let you know it's out there kind of thing. Yeah. But we actually fully cover it in Season 1, Episode 3. Yeah. Energy is helpful with all all magical work. It's kind of the foundation to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need it for spells. You need it for circle casting. You need it for working with the phases of the sun and moon, the year, for cleansing. hmm You can use it for centering yourself in meditation and being able to bring yourself into that state of mind of calming yourself.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That that state of mental quiet, maybe?
1: Yeah. That state of mental quiet, that mental and part of centering and feeling. Again, I come back to feeling it Mm -hmm. all the time. If my brain can kind of come down, the energy work works from that place to some degree. Mm Mm-hmm. It also just comes from within your body. It's not all mental,
0: but if you can calm your brain down, then you can focus more on the energy. Yeah. There are also some ways of calming your body down that can help calm your brain down. Right. Exactly. I've used in my anxiety because almost having panic attacks, you learn how to try and bring that down. Yeah, just even breathing. Yeah, you just know? breathing slowly. It helps so much. So many
1: traditions use that. And mm-hmm. it's an energy work. Yep. And that's sort of the physical focus part of uh, centering your, in your body. It's that yeah using the physicality of breathing, of just even sitting Mm -hmm. or laying. I think that comes to something you're gonna talk about, so I'm not gonna go there. Okay. Um, But, so that's part of that physical uh, piece of energy work that's very helpful in becoming a witch, is knowing energies, learning energies, how they work in your body. And one of the ways that you can do this, as my students and you have experienced, Sylvia, Is through dowsing rods. Ah, yes. And you can get specific ones that you actually can hold in your hands. And Mm -hmm. they will swing if they're held properly, you know, by the one person holds them. And they hold them very steadily. And another person will be at the other side. And what they will do is they will learn to direct their energy at these rods, which will move. It's a way of testing where your energy field is, Mm -hmm. how well you work with your own energy, what are you capable of doing,
0: Mm -hmm. do
1: you need to be stronger, do you need to be less energy. I mean, my ex was huge energy. Mm. He needed to stand way back. His energy was just so big around him. Mm. And that really was who he was. Yeah. Me, I'm kind of medium distance, but my energy works backwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it just, and it's true. I mean, throughout my life, it's almost like I'm energy dyslexic. It's oh, geez. very, very bizarre. I've learned to work with that. But mm-hmm. that's the thing is knowing your energy helps to work with these things. Yeah. Again, it will help with your intuition as well. As we sort of, well, we stepped, uh, we
0: talked about just a second ago. What about you? Well, energy is, like you said, extremely important for all sorts of work, like shielding, which is something I've used extensively throughout my life just because I am such a sensitive to other people's mental and emotional states. And so I've used shielding a lot That's and great. using visualization to kind of visualize that white light or white shield around yourself. Like an egg almost. Yeah, I do this all the time when I'm driving
1: somewhere. If I get this moment of negative thought, like something, you know, you start thinking about, oh my gosh, there could be an accident or, this almost is mm-hmm. and you just get this feeling, which could be intuition or it could just be fear. That's where you have to tell the difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do the shielding that you're talking about. I do this visualization and immediately to say, no, this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's energy
0: work, but continue, yeah. please. Another thing of energy work is grounding, is connecting, basically connecting yourself to the earth. And it helps replenish and rebalance your own energies. One of the really easiest ways to do that is to take your shoes off and just put your feet on the ground, on the grass, on the dirt, whatever, but touching the earth. Yeah, the palms of your hands. Palms of your hands, yeah.
1: Even better is if you can actually, like, work with the ground in your hands like dirt and yeah stuff. you know really gardening mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm. Uh, meditation is extremely useful in again with all sorts of magical work it's just basically learning how to direct your mental energy
1: Hmm. very important piece
0: yes one of the ways you can work with energy is a kind of a Offshoot of the dowsing rods is creating and manipulating energy balls you basically Hold your hands together and visualize a ball between your hands. You can feel the point at which the Quote-unquote ball becomes big enough to kind of fill that space between your hands and you just work with bringing that away putting that back out manipulating it and moving it around your body. That's another way you can kind of practice with energy. Mm -hmm. It's a great way. It's
1: one of the the beginner ways.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I remember doing that as one of my first uh, exercises. Oh. And you can also get the feelings of hot or cold. Mm Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that sensation from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how I started with energy work.
0: One thing we said during our energy work episode was that your energy is going to feel specific to you. The way mm-hmm. you feel energy is going to be a specific thing to you. So while listen to other people and how energy feels to them, keep in mind that the way you feel energy may be completely different.
1: Yeah. It's absolutely true. It's almost like a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to that.
0: Yeah. Next, we have studying and practicing spells. As a beginner witch. As a beginner witch, yeah. We have stuff about that on Season 1, Episode 11, Spell Timing and Stone Magic. And we have a whole series of different spells and such that we've set up during Season 1 so that you can look at different episodes and kind of pick out what you feel drawn towards.
1: Yep, use your intuition. (laughs) Yep, yep. What do you feel drawn to?
0: Yeah. And at, that really rolls into my first point here is start off by imitating others in your spell work. Because when you haven't studied yet and you haven't researched yet, the best way to do is by imitation.
1: Which After, is where books and internet come in. yeah Make sure you get it from the right sources.
0: Yeah. Make Somebody sure, who's learned. Yeah. Make sure you've got good sources. And then from there you learn what works and doesn't work for you because spell work is highly personalized. That's another thing of that that intuition following where your intuition goes. One person might use cooking magic. Mm -hmm. Another person might use herb magic. Follow your intuition. Follow your passions and that will take you to the place of most effectiveness in your spells. I have a couple of recommendations as far as spell books go they're both by the same person the encyclopedia of five thousand spells by judica illis and the element encyclopedia of a thousand spells by judica illis and i've used these books extensively for my own spell work hmm. yeah Great. they are really awesome I'm not familiar with those do you still have them on hand yeah i have them in all their their ebooks oh okay yeah. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much I love eBooks. <laughs> I know. I know. I like hardcover something. I can. I think I might help. have one of the, the element encyclopedia in hardback. I'd be interested in seeing that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause
1: I definitely have to have that, uh, tangible yeah. um, feel of the book and turning the pages. Mm-hmm. I think what I really like is that I can randomly just flip through the pages and go, Oh, that's, intuitively where I want to be, Mm -hmm. you know, or that's, what's calling me. And yeah, with an ebook, you have to be more specific about where you're going with stuff. Yeah. It's difficult for me. I use my books more as reference than reading them from front front to back. Well, after learning energy as a witch, you, that's, I just can't say enough that you have to learn the energy before you can start really anything other than the research and looking at the deities. If Everything becomes a matter of how you know yourself. Yeah. And energy work is that huge part of that. So you do your basic learnings, you know, you study your elements in your stones and candles and herbs and your colors and the combinations of how they go together. And then you can take those combinations and create sachets and dream pillows. You work with the moon and the sun for the
0: energies from those Mm-hmm. Or even the season. Yep. And you can do the sigils after that and such, so on and so forth. yeah It all comes from
1: learning and the research, your mm-hmm. intuition, the amount of energy work you've done. Mm-hmm. And so start small. And then, as we've sort of mentioned already, intuit what type of magic is for you, what resonates with you as Sylvia said a few minutes ago, are you pulled to herbs, kitchen witch magic? Are you pulled more to stones or trees? Find out what that is. Start mm-hmm. there. Because again, your passion is what's going to lead you a good portion of the way. Yep. And if you start in that area, it's easier to learn. It's easier to work with. Mm -hmm. and then you can expand because again as sylvia said there is so much out there and it can Mm -hmm. be overwhelming yeah starting small and then working up that's Mm -hmm. how i would work with with the spells and whatnot okay setting sacred space is another piece to becoming a witch
0: yeah so sacred space can be anything from an altar to just a picture of either a deity or your ancestors or it can be just about anything but even if you just sit in the middle of your you know a house in your room that can you can create a sacred space there what you need is usually like meditating quieting your mind also cleansing the area around you of negative energies visualization helps with that make sure you have no distractions and you have that inner calm, which can come from the meditation. It can be challenging, but you can make a sacred space almost anywhere. Yeah, you really can. It is
1: easier when you find a safe space to be that is, like you said, quiet and you don't have distractions. You want to be really aware of the sounds and the smells Mm -hmm. you know what kind of lighting you have for the kind of magic you're doing but meditating is such a good point you know just grounding yourself exactly if you can if you're really good you can you can well ignore that's not the word i'm looking Mm -hmm. for but you can ignore pretty much anything and have your sacred space because the sacred space ultimately
0: is in you yeah
1: And that's the ultimate thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes we find that that's really hard to do. It takes a lot of practice most times. Oh,
0: goodness, yes.
1: That's when we start using tools to help us focus our energy. Mm -hmm. And that makes the connections that you need for sacred space. So Mm -hmm. you connect those things together. They start creating an energy amongst themselves because the tools have your energy. Mm-hmm. So it's already creating a sense of a state of mind that yep. helps with finding that safe space and that sacred space for yourself. Now, tarot is helpful in this because you can take and connect some of the ideas of uh, like the swords, are knowledge, for example, So when you're using your tools, you can sort of connect with that and go, okay, that's connected to knowledge. This one's connected to will, or this one's connected to love. Mm -hmm. And connecting all of that helps to create that sacred space of balance. Yeah. That sacred space is also done often, again, after learning. So these are all steps you take to -hmm. get to these points is learning how to cast a circle using those energies to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: casting a circle is probably, again, it's it's one of the best ways to do it is to get sacred space by casting a circle. But that's also what you do when you meditate. You really Mm -hmm. are kind of casting a circle. It's an uh, intuitive internal experience that you expand, which is all you're doing really with casting a circle. You can use tools to make it bigger and I find that tools are just so helpful for our visualization when we are beginning, but later not so much. I'm sorry, are you trying to say something? Um,
0: yeah. The other thing about having tools and wearing certain garments while you're doing magic, it also helps to change the state of mind that you have. Mm-hmm. It's That's basically, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically like a business person putting on a business suit. It is now business time. Yep. Yep. Or putting on your makeup. It's Now it's time to go out into the world. Right. Kind of thing. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to reconnect
1: with that purposefully right now because I'm trying to reconnect with everything. So Mm -hmm. I've been splurging a little bit here and there, getting some tools, getting some necklaces and bracelets. Yeah. Yeah. So that I can start reconnecting. So a lot of stonework going on with that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I want to get some wardrobe again to feel that flow of energy again. So it's mm-hmm. such a great point you're making. I'm working on that right now
0: to get there. For me, the basic point is not necessarily that you need these tools, but that they help a uh, lot. Yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. That's exactly what we have yeah. been saying.
1: Yeah. They, just, they help a lot for focus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes we just find it easier to focus on something. Mm-hmm. And eventually, after a lot of practice, you may not need that, and that's yeah. you know, that's great because then you can sit in your office and suddenly go, okay, I need sacred space, and just kind of do that mm-hmm. from inside and exactly. do it. Exactly. But also another piece to sacred space that I don't think we've mentioned is altar space.
0: Oh yeah, I did say something about an altar, but I did not cover it at all. Oh okay.
1: All right. So yeah, altar you're using your tools. Yeah. So there's that visualization there's an intention intention is such a big piece We didn't it mention. really is so your intention that you are setting it when and as you put each tool in its direction you are creating sacred space the energies start to expand every time you look at this altar you're going to immediately go to this certain place in your mind and heart of safety mm-hmm. i think is one
0: word to use do you have any other suggestions or thoughts about that it's another part of that changing your mindset it's this is my space for doing these things and it's very powerful yeah it is
1: using tools energy work all of it is just so powerful so wonderful so exciting Mm -hmm. mm-hmm little scary yeah and it's good when you're starting out, yeah. And it's good. It's overwhelming yeah. when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, heck, it's overwhelming for me now. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. overwhelmed. For me, again, I was done raised in it in the classical style, if you will, ah. and. Now I'm relearning through the internet and online because there's so much more out there. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of a little baby all over again. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's overwhelming to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: can only imagine again to being back at, you know, square, square one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All of these things are just some of the points. I'm sure we've missed some, but we tried to get you some idea of what it's like to start becoming a witch. Mm-hmm. And anything else you have to offer? We do have one,
0: one note l- left oh, Julie, here.
1: Did I miss it? Okay, go ahead. Oh, yes, we do have one more. Yeah, totally forgot about that. Yeah, so finding a mentor, it, which is optional. You don't need to. You can mm-hmm. do all of your own work in finding her and be a, a solitary practitioner. Yeah. Or you can go out and look for a mentor or... A, or a coven. Or a coven, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know that you're supposed to find them. It can be they find you. Yeah. It Now, if they're really searching you out, then I'd be questioning it. Yeah. I, I would definitely be questioning it. Uh, but again, using your intuition going back, you might see something literally like, I don't know, a card up on one of those pegboards mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're looking for students. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what... I mean, how else is a teacher going to get it out there, right? Yeah. You know, word of mouth is great, but nowadays nobody talks to each other. Yeah. You, know, you don't connect other than like being in your
0: workplace or something. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of texting going on, but yeah. there's there's uh, a lot less face-to-face talking. And and if you do it online, a
1: lot of times that's at such distance. So if you really want that personal in-person you know, person experience, teachers have to go about Ways that are maybe seem odd. I don't okay. know if they seem odd. I don't know. I like I said. I I got lucky. I got word of mouth through friends, and that's uh, how I got my yeah. students. But my teacher did say that you know you can go down to the local uh, spiritual shop and post there. Yeah, and so you can find your mentors there if you decide you're looking for that or a coven. Uh, That's one way. And then I'm not taking away from online. I've not
0: experienced online, but I know they're probably out there. Oh yeah, I'm sure there are. The only thing is, is yes, definitely use your intuition and also be very, very careful because there are people out there who are very addicted to power. Yes, yes. And have their own agenda. Exactly. Their own agenda. As far as I go finding my mentor, I found Tatiana through a friend and I met her and I knew that she she was uh, a witch and that she had practiced a long time i did not know that she had been a teacher yeah i originally did not know you'd been a teacher
1: oh i did not know that
0: yeah i asked her three times Mm -hmm. if she would teach me and at which point after the third time she relented and (laughs) and said well let's figure this out and we did it was it was really cool
1: yeah, it really was cool coming together. Yeah. I just remember I'd been t- I had taught for a while and I had taken a long sabbatical. I didn't have I had my own insecurities about teaching in But student, you want to make sure they really really want it. Mm-hmm. And they have to do that of their own accord. That's not something that I'm going to go up and beg you to do, you know. I might say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." Yeah. It's of interest to you. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But until that person comes to me and really tells me that's what they want on more than one occasion, I tend to not Mm -hmm. go there because it's a lot of energy. It is. So anyway, that's optional. You can totally be a solitary practitioner just fine.
0: Yep. We will also probably cover these, you know, mentor and coven finding and such in later episodes, because it's very important that you find the right one in the sense of not a cult. Mm -hmm. All right. Please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you've found us. Also come join us on Facebook, Twitter. We'd love to have you. We most definitely would. And if you would rate us, uh, as we just
1: said, uh, put comments would be really great. It's very helpful to us. We want your
0: questions.
1: Definitely. Please. Just feedback. We just want to hear what you're thinking of what we're saying. You know, Mm -hmm. is it helpful? Yeah. We're hoping it's helpful. So anyway, that's our intention. I'm Tatiana saying goodbye for now.
0: And I'm Sylvia saying so long. And thank you for writing with us. This has been... Powered Powered by by magic. magic. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much.